0: Hello my friends. It has been a while and mostly because I've been exhausted and burnt out and feeling kind of depressed. Just it's been a hard season and I've been taking some time to rest and try to make it through day by day and I've been facing some challenges this year with my students that I haven't faced before and I'm sure some of you are in the same boat as me. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about what worked for me with one of my difficult classes and maybe encourage you or give you permission and um in a way to do what you need to do not only to continue providing input for your students but also um like that might be good for your mental health or for your voice or for your um whatever it is you need to do right so we all know that the students acquire languages naturally by getting input. And if you're using Stepping Stones or you've listened to a lot of my episodes, you know that I follow a daily framework. And a lot of that is by making student-centered content and doing class surveys and getting student input and and all of that. And our students need to be able to control themselves um, in those situations by having clear expectations and by me enforcing my expectations and our, our classroom rules and things like that. And I was finding that with my sixth grade class, they, there was a large enough number of them. It wasn't every student. And I want to make sure that I give, give those awesome kids who were ready for those activities a shout out um, because I would say two-thirds at least half of the students in my sixth grade classes could totally handle these activities, could handle a class survey where I'm asking who likes this or who prefers this or what about this and all of that and by just, you know, responding in ways that are expected and encouraged. Um, But I was finding there were enough of them not able to do those activities in the way that I needed them to happen for the focused during class to be on input that I I was getting frustrated. I was becoming cranky and grouchy and like taking it out on students and it was just not working. And I tried multiple days and this has been a battle all year for me, quite honestly, trying to figure out what's the good mix of student centeredness and input while at the same time allowing everyone to learn and not getting so hyped up and distracting and all these things. So basically I decided to take a step back from giving them a lot of oral input because quite honestly, they couldn't handle it. Like, listen, they could not even handle me just telling them facts and information. Like me speaking Spanish to them, even in a comprehensible way. And I know because I taught most of these kids last year, I had them as fifth graders, They just like couldn't handle it. They were constantly, and I have them the last two hours of the day, which plays a role in it. And after the last couple of years and COVID teaching and everything, like their brains are, are dealing with a lot of trauma and dealing with a lot of, um, a lot of stuff just like we are right. Like they've gone through it too. And so I'm trying to like show them grace, but yet like balance what I need to do for my mental health so that I'm not grouchy and have feeling like there's this toxic environment in our classroom because at the end of the day that's what I that's what I need the most is a positive classroom environment even if I'm sacrificing some of their acquisition for it because I know that I have them two more years as long as they stay at my school and hopefully we can ease back into some of these other some of these other activities so I decided to take a break from my normal daily lesson framework and I decided if I could get 20 minutes of 20 to 30 minutes, including free choice reading of productive input and processing of the input from my students, that we could just spend the last 10, 15 minutes playing Gimkit or Blukkit as a way to practice some of the important phrases from our from our unit and also to just have some fun together and end things on a positive note, right? And that's always my deal with them. If we get through the things that we need to in class, you get a reward by having this game time and free time. If you choose to waste our input time and when we need to be focused on Spanish, then you lose out on your game time, like natural consequences, right? So I decided that for cycle one, phase two, which is all about describing preferences, I had started with a, a card talk. And I literally did cards. Um, last year with this group, I did a slide talk where they put pictures in a slideshow. And this year I was like, nah, it'll be more fun to like do the drawings because I did it with seventh grade and it was a blast. So I did it with, I had a sixth grade write or draw a picture of something they liked or didn't like. And I did it one day and I was like, nope, can't do it again. It was too much for them to handle. The drawings were funny. The the topics that we talked about, like you know, oh, we brought up cats, and I have the one kid who likes, I love cats, and I have the one student that likes to try to push my buttons, or he thinks he's pushing my buttons, but I mean, like, I hate cats, and, like, blurting all this out. I was like, nah, mm-mm, can't do it. Even after multiple reminders, multiple going to the rules, you know, I could have implemented my the rest of my classroom management or assigned um, detentions or things like that. And that's just not, that's just not the place I want to be in right now. So I decided, you know what, I need to find a different way to provide them the input they need in order to acquire this language and get these repetitions in. (laughs) So what I did and like, it sounds a little bit torturous, um, when I'm going to explain it. And when I was doing it, it felt that way a little bit too, but I think I did it in a way that, kind of mixed things up enough that it didn't seem torturous to the students. um, Because they actually handled it really, really well. They did a great job. And they all just like nailed their their cycle one, phase two, checkpoint assessment that I gave them today, which is why I'm coming to tell you about this idea. Because if it had flopped, I would not be sharing. I would not be admitting my failures. No, I probably would be, but just (laughs) in a different way. This episode would be angled differently. So... I decided, you know what, if they can't handle getting the input from listening, then that means they need to get the input from reading. So I thought, what could I do, especially with all these card talk cards? And I said, oh, you know what? I can type up a sentence or two for each student and their card. So I had them, in addition to drawing a picture on the front of their piece of paper about something they liked, on the back I had them write in pencil and English, like some details about it. Like, when do they do this thing? Like, where do they do this thing? Why is it their favorite? Et cetera. And that way for some students who gave me more information, I could add more than just like, like a Davian likes boxing, you know, um, or Andres likes soccer. So I was able to, you know, add in like, Oh, he plays for this soccer team. He plays in this town or he plays during the fall, things like that. And so, um, I was able to type up sentences in Spanish about their preferences using you know "likes and loves" and prefers," which is what you know our language our language function is for that for that cycle and phase, and also then including um, connecting words because we're trying to write longer sentences that's part of our our literacy goals with my sixth grade currently. So I'm including, you know, and, but, also, or, things like that in the sentences as well. And so what I did was I typed up a sentence-ish for each student, and then I categorized them into, like, different categories that made sense. So, like, activities, or sports, or food, or drinks, or animals, and things like that. And so what I did is I have two sixth grade sections, I typed up two separate documents, and... The one day I gave the class their own class preferences and then I had them like take notes on it. So basically they just went through really simple like on a T-chart, they wrote the student's name down and then they wrote the thing that they liked. The next day I gave them the other classes' preferences. So they got to read about their their friends in their other class and then they had a chart Um, with five columns one column said I love in the target language one said I like one said I don't have an opinion one said I don't like and one said I hate and what they did was they went through and they read all the activities and they um, they like categorized them for their own preferences so for example if it said a Davian likes boxing for me on my chart I would write down boxing in Spanish under like I don't have an opinion because that's something I haven't done before so I had them kind of sort through there and then on when they were done sorting that I had them like practice kind of for our checkpoint assessment like scaffolding their writing. I had them write three sentences in Spanish expressing their preferences about any of the things on the front side of the chart about themselves, right? So I'm I'm having them process the input and also personalize it at the same time. And then on the third day I had them write in a Venn diagram what 6A liked versus what 6B liked versus what both classes liked and then we kind of we wrote just a couple of sentences like a write and discuss summarizing those those activities and then finally after 3 days of like intense just read and process input and read and process input and read and process input i decided okay i'm going to try going back to what i love to do which is the daily framework which is um using guided oral input and actually speaking to them and then turning that oral language into written language and all that. And we were able to do that. I was able to do a very simple class survey of... I pulled some of the activities that came out of those, those card talks and the texts that I had written that were really popular. I pulled some of those activities out and had them vote on them. And I was able to run my class using the daily framework like normal. And then the next day I decided, you know what, I think they might be ready to to take their assessment. Like, I was worried I'd have to give extra days of activity and input because I've never really done my class with an emphasis on reading. Um, like, we read every day, but I've never, like, given them the bulk of their instruction through reading. But they rocked it. And so I basically gave them, like, a practice assessment the day before as a way to review, and so what I did was I pulled back those, those survey pictures out that I had just done, um, where I had actually surveyed them on their preferences, and I did like a practice reading, and a practice writing, and a practice listening. So on the listening assessment, I basically said a sentence about each picture. So the picture, imagine it had said, do you prefer soccer or football? And then it had a football and a soccer up there. And I had, you know, I had surveyed them the day before, so I knew what they preferred. And so I, I said one sentence in Spanish about the class preferences with that picture. So it said, for example, you know, I, in Spanish, I said, you know, the students love soccer. Or the students prefer football. Or the students like soccer and football. And then I had them in their notebooks translate those sentences into English. And then we went through and corrected them. And I said, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing? Or give me a thumbs up, like thumbs side, down, thumbs up for how you understood it. And then the the next activity was a practice writing. So I told them, you have to write three sentences about these things. And I gave them like five things um, that they could pick from. And I said, you have to include and in a sentence, but in a sentence and also in a sentence. And then they practiced that. And while they did that, I wrote three sentences for myself, thus creating the reading. Don't do extra work if you don't have to. And then I wrote down, you know, my three sentences and displayed those on my document camera about my preferences of those things. And I had them translate them into English, and we went through them. And at the end of class, I would say 90% of the kids felt, like, really confident in what they were doing, and it worked. So I'm just here to remind you that... If you need to take a break from what's normal to maintain your positive classroom community and continue providing input and learning experiences for all of your students in your room, then do it. Input from reading is super valuable just as much as input from listening, and taking a break and then going back to what's worked or what you were trying to do before or resetting and things like that. That doesn't mean that you failed, right? That means that we're adapting and modifying the needs of our learners. And I am very much planning to, with the sixth grade class that can't handle as much oral input, I am very much planning to continue using more reading in our classes because it is working. And I might just have to keep my guided oral input a lot shorter. Or I might have to write up a shared writing piece on our own and we use it the next day in class instead of writing it together. Or maybe, just maybe, for shared writing, instead of it being shared, it's just going to be writing where I will lead the summary of the content and the students will listen and watch me write it. Or they'll just copy it down in their notebooks as I write it and then we'll do something with that text right? So like there's different ways to modify it, to make it work. My seventh and eighth grade classes, honestly, I am blown away at what we're able to do this year. They are incredible. They are resilient. They are kind. They are fun and they're working so hard and I'm just loving it. It wasn't working with my sixth grade, so I needed to change things. So I'm giving you permission If you need to change things up for a little bit, but still provide them input, like I could very easily have gone back to more textbook style activities with my sixth grade, but I said, no, I want to continue to give them input. Yes, creating input focused activities that are pre-made does take a little more time up front, but in the end, it helped them learn the information and acquire it. They felt confident we had a positive classroom experience. They acquired the structures to be successful in the checkpoint assessment. We're able to move forward and keep going. Like at the end of the day, it's a win 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 for all of us. So I just wanted to share about my experiences. Input is input. Yes, they need listening. Yes, they also need reading. They need both of those things. But if the listening's not working for a while, try the reading. If the reading's not working for a while, try the listening and get to know what your kids need and what works for them and don't be afraid to push yourself and try new things if it doesn't work great you learned an awesome lesson and you can come back to the drawing board for the next day thank you so much for your support i appreciate y'all i appreciate those of you who have financially supported this podcast by becoming a monthly supporter on anchor thank you so much for that Um, and i'm excited to share more with you as i continue to learn and grow in these different areas